Welcome to a brand new season of RaiderCast, the podcast that delves into the myths, mysteries and monsters of Tomb Raider. I hope everyone is well and safe and happy. This is a very special episode because it's with great excitement that I get to introduce the voice of Lara Croft from The Last Revelation, Chronicles and The Angel of Darkness. I'm sure you'll all join me in wishing a very warm welcome to the magnificent Jonelle Elliott. Oh, welcome to Radicast. Thank you, Chris. What a welcome. And, um, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us today. Well, no, this is the first time I've ever done a podcast. I'm or, so honoured. Or an interview, for that matter, for Tomb Raider and, and Lara. So, Blimey. Okay. I'm, yes. Uh, wow. This is a first. Yeah. Goodness. Thank you so much. <laughs> I've, I've been asked in the past, but I've always shied away from it. I don't know why. It's probably you know, thought, oh, you know what, I'm, I can't possibly be as, you know, exciting as Lara Croft. So what would they want to know about me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm that sure exciting. I'm going to be thrilled with this interview anyway. <laughs> okay. Shall we dive into some questions? Let's dive into some questions. Why not? No time like the present. Let's go for it. Okay. So... Tell us a little bit about your background and how aware were you about Tomb Raider and Lara Croft before you became her voice? Well, it all started pretty early, Chris, actually. I got the bug probably around about the age of six. And um, I first started with uh, dancing classes. You know, I do ballet, tap and jazz four or five times a week at the local dance school. This progressed to um, classes on a Saturday for drama singing lessons at school that sort of thing and then I had the opportunity to perform in local pantos and summer seasons and local competitions and oh, then at fun. the age of um, 13 I went to a well-known London stage school where I did half day school work which was a real bonus obviously amazing and um, the other half of the day I was doing vocational classes so um, I really felt like I'd arrived it was like a dream come true to be doing what I wanted to be doing since such an early age um and yeah probably one of my earliest memories was uh you know always wanting to read aloud in class um which is quite funny really thinking that that's what I do for a job now you know I just I read (laughs) people's scripts and uh do tv and radio and stuff so um yeah I'd always be the first to put my hand up and sort of offer my services you know doing different characters and you know just a chance to perform But um, the school had its own theatrical agency as well. So I managed to work a little bit in TV and did a few small parts um, in things like Grange Hill. And then I did like a little episode of a series uh, which was called Hollywood or Bust with the late Bruce Forsyth, who was just such a lovely man. Um, Got to sing a little solo on his show and do a little comedy sketch with him. And, you know, so I I sort of got a taste, you know, quite young. And, yeah, um, yeah. you know, I was at the school until I was 18 and then I left and, you know, I did the various, you know, jobs like waitressing and working front of house at various theatres around town. And, you know, um, I was also working with some music producers as well at this sort of period because I was really into music and um, I got signed. I had a, a small record deal 
and I released a little wow. dance tune. I don't think anyone no knows way. that about me. Um, is that online? <laughs> yeah, it probably is. It was called Soul Magic. Um, oh, we'll have to have and a And it was a group called YBU. And um, yeah, so I, I went you know, sort of down a musical path for a little while. Um, and I got signed to this little subsidiary label um, called Splish, which was part of a, a, a bigger label called Rhythm King, which had... Um, acts like the Beatmasters, Bomb the Bass, and uh, they also looked after Mark Moore from S Express, who was the the one who signed me um, to the label. So, yeah, my song became a bit of a club anthem, and I did sort of various gigs around London and jingles wow. on Kiss, and you know, this led me to do a sound engineering course because I was, you know, interested in the other side as well. And I was thinking, you know, what if I don't make it as an actress? What else can I do? Um, you know, if the music doesn't go mainstream, then, you know, what what else could I, you know, do that I enjoy? So um, I did this sound engineering course and I ended up getting myself a job in a recording studio in Camden through a really good friend of mine. And um, that happened to be opposite MTV and, you know, it was a studio that did sound for TV and, you know, radio, music videos, all that sort of stuff. And... It was while I was there making tea, I was at the bottom of the ladder, um, that someone came in one day who was a producer uh, for a company called Cartoon Network, who, funnily enough, I am working for tomorrow. So, like, 30 years later, I'm still working for them. But they were the ones to give me my first break, and I did a little promo for them because my boss at the recording studio said, look, you know, she's got a background in drama. Give her a whirl. Give her a chance. So, um, yeah, I had a little stab at it and they liked what I did. And, yeah, sort of that led to a few more little jobs in the studio, which then led me to an agent. And, yeah, that that's what really cemented my voiceover career all those years ago. And oh, I never so cool. knew that that's where I would end up. That's where I'd be, you know, happy, you know, making money and, you know, um, introducing EastEnders or whatever. <laughs> I remember hearing, I in particular, I remember hearing your voice a lot. And Do you? Yeah, but it was like after playing Tomb Raider as well. Ah. That I probably drove people mad by saying, that's the voice of Lara Croft. That's the voice of Lara <laughs> Croft. To the degree where they started saying it back to me, like anytime they heard it, they'd be like, you know, you know, that's the voice of Lara Croft. And I was like, yes, yes, thank you. <laughs> oh, bless you. You've got a good ear, Chris. Well, you've got a very iconic voice. <laughs> well, yeah, I've, I've done... I mean, obviously, yes, I do me most of all, but I've, I've done some cartoons and things in the past. I've, you know, been able to stretch myself and um, accents and what have you. But, yeah, I mean, Tomb Raider, well, I was aware of Tomb Raider because in... God, going back now, right back to 1996... Oh, my goodness. Right back to the beginning. Old school. Yes. I did a musical in the Lon- well in London's West End uh, with my gorgeous pal, who you all know and love, Shelley Blonde. Oh, and, a legend. Uh, yes. <laughs> the first <laughs> legend. <laughs> and we shared a dressing room, which was an absolute scream, obviously. If you know Shelley, you know she is just brilliant, naturally funny. We had a ball working together and we happened to be you know with voiceover agents at the time and we were chatting and uh, 
she was telling me about this new job you know this real ballsy gregarious character called Lara Croft and you know we were laughing and joking about it and I was like if anyone can do it Shelley you can do it standing on your head oh fantastic um, yeah and you know I really knew Shelley would you know throw herself into the role and um yeah that, I mean it's it's just unbelievable that just a couple of years later I'd be playing the role myself we seem to mirror each other, Shelley and I. We're like with the same agent now. You know, we, I spoke to her earlier. We, you know, even our children did a voiceover together the other day. Yes, she posted about it recently. <laughs> so yes, I think she said the legacy continues. It's just, it's so cool. I think the Tomb Raider fans <laughs> love that the two of you have sort of continued this across time. It's brilliant. We were just meant to be together in this lifetime. Oh. <laughs> That's wonderful. I love the yeah. fact that you were there right at the beginning as well. <laughs> yeah, sort of, it sort of tied so Lara together across yeah. across the years. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's it, so cool. I suppose it's when you know, like, games were really coming up as well, and you know, voiceover artists were starting to do them. And you know, I was doing yeah. a couple of uh, games at the time as well, recording. Oh, which ones? Well, I did um, City of Lost Children, where I played a very young seven-year-old Miette title role and um and then i also played dr moreau's wife in dr moreau's island and that's really actually where um i kind of got to know about tomb raider you know for when i was asked to audition for it because the producer that was on those two games was producing tomb raider oh wow there's a link i didn't realize that's cool yes so yeah how did it come about how did you get the role of lara well, you know, obviously um, Core Design and um, IDOS, they, you know, and, and, and the producer, they talked to my agent and they invited me in for an audition and I read for her and, you know, it was really exciting. But, you know, I was told that they were seeing lots of other well-known actors for the part and, you know, so I didn't hold much hope, but I kind of, you know, crossed my fingers and toes <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know read as well as I possibly could and remembered what Shelley had told me about the role and took that on board and you know they had said that they thought my tone was right for the part so um, you know there's a little bit of confidence there and um, yeah it was a couple of weeks later that I found out that I secured the part and yeah I was literally jumping for joy. And then, I bet. Yeah, Goodness it was me. it was great. It was you know it was exciting. You know, but it was also a bit weird. You know, because obviously I knew about it and I told Shelley about it. She was like, "Yeah, you know, go for it." <laughs> so um, yeah, that's fantastic. What was it like to embody the role of Lara? Were you given any pointers? Did they direct you a lot, or, or did you sort of just interpret her character from the script? Well, they had a very clear vision right from the start. Um, you know, obviously, Shelley had already established the part and, you know, Judith Gibbons did two and three. So, you know, she'd already been around. Um, you know, they, she was supposed to be upper class without being, you know, snobby, well-read and travelled, adventurous, you know, cunning, gregarious, bold, basically not frightened of anything. Um but there's a little bit of a steeliness to her as well. So, you know, she could kick ass. So that, that we, I was kind of given... Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely nailed it. You know, given a lot of information. I mean, she really was a, a dream come true for a, a female role because, you know, she was so... 
you know she's the queen of gaming so bold and yeah you know she it was just an absolute dream come true to be able to play her so yeah that you know was i able to put a little bit of myself into the role um they did you know sort of give me lots of pointers how did it feel around that time because you were voicing lara in the games angelina jolie was portraying lara on the big screen like <laughs> how must that have felt i can't even begin to imagine oh my god i mean angelina jolie she's an absolute legend isn't she i mean you know i think if anybody thought about who was right for that role at that time it was her i mean i yeah, had yeah. seen her in a few other films where she'd really rocked like girl interrupted it was a fabulous film and she played a great role in that and she was just perfect for the part and um i think it was quite well documented around the time that i was playing lara that she had listened to myself and shelly and judith uh you know for pointers on the accent so oh, that was fantastic that was incredible to yeah to hear that gosh that must have been so exciting to know as well yeah your influencers reached the cinema as well <laughs> yeah but i think you know the the girl playing it now as well alicia vikander she's absolutely stunning Ooh, she's in the role terrific, as well isn't she yeah yeah um absolutely so, magnificent yeah they've picked well with their their on-screen laras diving back into the games yes and so you started with tomb raider the last revelation which was quite a long game like <laughs> for the series up to that point and Lara had a lot to talk about, and then Chronicles yes. was a bit shorter. But yeah. then it came to the Angel of Darkness, which was such such more of an ambitious title. Yes. So, what was that like? Could you tell well, us a bit more about the recording with Joss Ackland, Kerry Shale, Eric Loren? Yes, I mean it was an incredibly exciting period for me with the character, as storyline was much much darker, as was Lara and her character. It felt you know definitely meteor as a role to play her you know yeah and it was fantastic to be surrounded by such incredible actors like joss ackland kerry shell and eric loren i mean it was i mean joss ackland you just you know you could you just wanted to study him <laughs> um such a character he's such a presence yeah and um you know kerry shell i had already worked with and you know we shared the same agent um, oh. and of course he is absolutely brilliant at, at playing those sort of villains he has got such a brilliant voice for it as well hasn't he yeah it was perfect working with him and um and eric loren as well i mean I, I hadn't seen that um little interview until recently no the video interview yes it was so sweet. That's really cool. And it's very touching as well, some parts yeah, of that. I mean, you know, I think we had a natural spark. And, um, you know, we really enjoyed sort of, you know, forming their relationship. I mean, it was the sort of first little kind of bit of love interest that Lara had ever had. Yeah, there's a bit of will they, won't they sort of thing going on. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I sort of need... To uh, have a little chat with Murty Schofield, the writer, and find out the next chapter. See what <laughs> happened to them in the future. No, Murty spoke very highly of you as well. Oh, he's a lovely man. I, I was, he actually emailed me the other week and said, oh, I can't believe you're actually now on one of the platforms, you know, talking oh. about your the past Lara games. It's about bloody time. <laughs> <laughs> it's only taken 21 years to get you up there. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm so glad you guys are still in contact as well. I've shied away from it. Yeah. I yeah. think I've shied away from it before because I was just yeah. like, well, you know, I what's so interesting about me? You know, Lara's much more interesting. <laughs> Everyone is gonna love this interview, don't worry about it. <laughs> what was it like back then as well with The Last Revelation and Chronicles? Were they different in terms of recording? Were for those games, was everyone in the recording studio at the same time? But when it's with Angel of Darkness, was was everyone sort of around? Yeah, Angel of Darkness, we did actually, you know, do all together. Um, all the scenes yeah. were together because the, you know, the the script for Angel of Darkness was like a film script. You know, very conversational. Was, yeah, much chunkier than we'd had before. You know as opposed to sort of, you know, here's a set of actions. You know, there was a real storyline. And, um, yeah, for for Chronicles, you know, the, it was more me in a room by myself, just yeah. with the script, recording page after page. Whereas, you know, as, as an actor, as a voiceover artist, it's always so much more fun to be working with other actors in the same room and be bouncing, you know, off each other. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've done other cartoons where that's happened i did angelina ballerina with judy dench and derek jacoby and we were we all recorded together and that was so much fun oh my goodness me (sighs) learned a lot of both of them and you know yeah it's i did miffy as well um just recently but yes that we we worked so much differently on that you know each character went in on their own with their script and we just you know recorded you know, a couple of episodes at a time. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, Angel of Darkness was, was ace for that because it, it really was a, a sort of celebration, everybody getting together, having fun, you know, but... There's a few photos, I think, that were taken back then and they slowly sort of made their way online over the Still years. Still floating and around. Just, yeah, and it just, it did. It looked exactly as you just said. It looked like a celebration, like everyone was smiling. Yeah. And it just looked really exciting. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's been amazing, actually, to be on Instagram because I've, I've learned so much more about Tomb Raider and the game from the fans out yeah. there than, than anything else. And, everyone, you know... Is everyone asking you about Curtis? Oh yes, they love to hear about Curtis, and you know, <laughs> I, 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 like I said, I need to have a, a long chat with Murty over a bottle of wine to get to the <laughs> bottom of their relationship. What happened in the next chapter? But oh, tell um, you what, if that ever happens, I'm going to be there. I'm going to have my camera. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to document yes. this. I'll, I'll let him know. <laughs> yes, be there oh, with the I'm mic. sure he'll be well up for that. <laughs> That's exciting. So what I'm going to talk to you about now, Mm. it's going to sort of, it's going to tie into the theme of Lara, but it's going to be slightly more about you. Right. So first one being... Oh. Yeah. Hello. Prepare. (laughs) (laughs) Have you had any big adventure holidays abroad that would be fitting for Lara? Yeah, I have actually. I've been on quite a few nice holidays around the world with my other half. Um, Ooh, tell us more. Well, I've been to Mexico. Oh my goodness. Mexico was beautiful because we went right after New Year, which was a lovely time to go. perfect time. Yeah, it was like 2nd of January, we're off. Oh, amazing. To the sunshine. Yes. And um, yeah, while I was there, I did do a couple of things which Lara would have been proud of. I did a zip wire over an alligator infested lake. Are you kidding? (laughs) 
<laughs> Call me mad, but yes. That is incredible. Yeah, I couldn't get my other half up there, though, for love and money. I don't know if I would have done that as well. That is, God, that's so brave. <laughs> um, and I, we did go down into an underground cenote as well, which is like, you know, going way underground and swimming in a in a in a lake which probably had all sorts of horrible creatures in but oh, i managed to me. dip my toe in the water for a couple of seconds and then scoot back up but um, <laughs> yeah i went to thailand as well went to, we went to um pp okay um which is where they shot the beach and oh um, wow yeah i jumped off the boat there when i was pregnant with my daughter had a little swim. I think um, I gave my other half kittens because he was like, there could be sharks in there, you know. Yeah, I, <laughs> just like in the film. I was it just didn't, didn't help watching that the night before. <laughs> that infamous shark scene. So, uh, yeah, you know, but I was like, when am oh, I going to come wow. to Thailand again? You know, I've got to be brave oh, about these definitely. things. definitely. And the water there. Oh, God, it's beautiful. So clear. So clear. So blue. Oh, I'd, I'd have been mad not to. Um I've been to Africa, I've been to America, I've been to India, um, all around Europe. And I was born in Canada. Wow, okay. Um, I was born in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, but I was 18 months old when I came back, so I don't know. I've never been oh. back, so I need to go back there to explore yes. my, my, my roots. Another adventure over there. Another adventure. We'll probably take Amber, my daughter. Oh, that'll be great. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I had... When I was asking Shelley this as well, and she's yeah. had some adventures in her time. I bet she has. But my goodness, I like you both of you. You're doing Lara proud. Like this globe trotting, <laughs> adventure spirit yeah. is. I guess you know the the producers. They saw it in you, and they were just like, yes, they know what they're doing. <laughs> well, I'd like to say that was true, Chris, but um... <laughs> <laughs> I'd be lying. <laughs> I am going to ask as well. So yeah, it's a bit of an out there question. Yeah. But are there any sort of places or myths or legends from history that you think would be cool <sighs> and exciting for Lara to explore? I suppose like history-wise, my favourite part was like Henry VIII and the wives. Ooh, okay. What if Lara was one of his wives? <laughs> I don't think he'd have survived. The seventh wife, yeah. <laughs> I think she would have cut off his head, don't you? That's too right. <laughs> Or, um, I, mean, I don't know, it's Lara in space been done? I'm not sure. Ooh, no, see, Lara in space has never, never been done. You know, Lara goes to Mars, uh, battles alien life. You know, that, that could work, couldn't it? I would love that. It could work. I mean, there are, there are aliens in some of the games. <laughs> oh, are there? Yeah. Okay. I, see, I wouldn't know. It's a bit of a, um, <laughs> a, bit of a, <laughs> a bit of a controversial wish. Is to have yes. Lara in space and uh, exploring that sort of... Look, if anyone can handle it, she can. Oh, too no. right. Exactly. They don't stand a chance. No. <laughs> <laughs> Meets alien life, blows its head off. Yeah, yeah so yeah, maybe that. I, I mean, you know, I'd, um, I could certainly see her up there. Battling Martians. Now then, what we're going to talk about as well, sort of oh. winding towards the end of the interview, but... Yeah. I would like to talk a little bit about the Tomb Raider community to you because, oh, as you said so earlier, you've only very recently sort of become active with the community and yes. you joined Instagram and you've been talking to people. So what have your experiences been like so far? Have you got anything you'd really love to say to them? 
Oh, no, I've, I've been really touched that they felt that they can, you know, sort of reach out to me. You know, they've, I've been overwhelmed, actually, by the love, you know, on Instagram. Oh, that's so nice. But, so, yeah, no, it's been great to see, you know, like, like I said, the interview with Eric and Murty and, you know, see all the, the photos and this such a talented group of people out there the artists and the writers and yeah i'm really pleased i'm really pleased that everyone has has welcomed you yeah they really have i was like yeah it's been brilliant seeing all those all those things and pleased that so many of the fans you know liked my take on lara i mean you know it's it's just so wonderful massively popular (laughs) you see i i wouldn't know i used to hear little tidbits from you know shelley yeah from twitter you know she'd sort of tell me stuff and you know send me a little photo or whatever and oh there's a mole (laughs) (laughs) yes it's shelly blonde (laughs) um but so yeah no i mean it the some of the messages that i get you just you know they're so heartwarming you know and they tell me about their childhoods and i made their childhood i mean that's it's just so sweet to hear, you know, their backgrounds, their stories, you know, the life-changing events. And, Goodness, yeah. You know, I'm honoured that they feel that they can share them with me. It's really sweet. At the end of last series of Radiocast, I made yeah. this episode that was, I called it Letters to Lara, and I had people from all across the world with all different backgrounds yeah. uh, send me voice clips or little video clips of themselves talking about why Lara Croft and Tomb Raider are important to them. <gasps> and I went into this project thinking, this is going to be so exciting and, you know, I'm going to get all of these really excited people. And I did. But yeah. what I also got and I didn't expect was yeah. the stories of how Tomb Raider and Lara have helped people oh. cope and how they've found sanctuary in it when they've had really bad days at school or in their yeah. home life, or they've been bullied. Yeah. And there was one message in particular that I don't think I'll ever forget. Yeah. Where someone said they were so sad and upset because they were being bullied and they didn't feel like they had anyone to turn to, but they yeah. would go home and turn on Tomb Raider and start playing and they felt like Lara was their best friend. Oh, and, I mean... Oh, that you... really hit me. Yeah, that is heart-wrenching, isn't it? I mean, you know, the fact that they, you know, reached out and thought, you know, got some comfort from from Lara's role, you know, I suppose, you know, because she is such a strong character and, you know, and they could sort of immerse themselves as well in that fantasy world, sort of, you know. I mean, I, mean, I, I, I just think it's, um, you know, lovely that they've had some comfort out of it. And, you know, like I said before, just... You know, the, the whole fact that they can share and open up to me with that sort of stuff. You know, I'm, I'm honoured. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's so lovely. Yeah, it is so, oh. so touching. Um, and Have people started to send you like fan art as well? Yes. I've seen, I mean, I've been posting it. I don't know whether you've seen, yeah. but I've been posting all the wonderful work that they've been creating out there. And uh, I will continue to do so as well. Oh, people will love that. I mean, they, they're giving me so much, you know, um, so much joy out of it. So it's so heartwarming to hear those stories. Everybody out there has just been super nice and welcoming, like I said. Yes, that's, that's lovely to hear. See where it goes. Yes. Yeah. There's one thing, there's a question that I think I've got to end on this. And okay. it's basically, it's just, if you were ever given the opportunity to return to the role of Lara Croft, would you take it? Oh, I'd be mad not to, wouldn't I? I really would. Of course I would. 
Yes. <laughs> Obviously, it have to be, you know, a mature Lara. <laughs> I... now, as I'm maturing myself. <laughs> no, what? It's still like, it's like 2005. Or something, no? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't really. Um, of course, I'd love to. Let, let's um, never say never. You know, never say never. Yeah. Well, Janelle, this has been an absolutely fantastic interview and I've had so much fun chatting to you. Oh, thank you, Chris. And um, yeah, it's been lovely talking to you. And yes, maybe we'll speak again in the future. That would be absolutely lovely. And you know what? I'll keep in mind if you ever get together with Murty and have a big (laughs) chat. Let me know because I'm going to be there. We'll invite you down the pub. Yes. (laughs) Brilliant. Thanks, Chris. It's been a pleasure. All right. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much again. Take care. Take care. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this special episode. If you'd love to hear more from Janelle, you can follow her at the original Angel of Darkness on Instagram and keep an ear out for her interview with Dr. Paul Harrison on the Profane Humanities podcast. If you like Radicast, then be sure to check out the accompanying video series on my YouTube channel. You can find me on Twitter and Facebook at RaiderCastPod and Instagram at RaiderCast. Until next time, keep safe, keep happy, keep raiding.